Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. afternoon or good night however and whenever it is you may be listening thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the take it easy podcast we are live here on tuesday i know i may have said yesterday that we would not have a tuesday episode this week but i lied Why did I lie? Because I totally forgot about the bit that we had been working on for the past three days and that I needed a slot to fill in that perfect bit with. So here we are, here on a Tuesday. I'm excited to be here and deliver this amazing bit that shout out to everyone who helped us with this because the community over at Comical Sports Memes really responded well to this and so... I wanted to make this a reality. I wanted to spend the hour and a half writing a script to make this a reality because right prior to the NFL draft, I made a meme that basically described the new Disney Channel original movie around Justin Herbert needing to win a dance competition against (laughs) two-time regional champion Zach Wilson because both of them just look like children from a Disney Channel original movie. Herbert looks like the the main character, and Zach Wilson looks like a movie villain. And so after the responses I got to that, I started crowdsourcing. Who else would be in this original movie, a la Karate Kid style, with Justin Herbert and Zach Wilson? And some of the responses I got were fan-flippin-tastic. Like, y'all did awesome crowdsourcing this, and so... I started getting to work and the results of that work are a 10-act movie with Justin Herbert and with Zach Wilson as the main characters and I want to say close to like two dozen other characters, if not more. There are like at least two dozen other characters from the world of sports in this movie who I hope fit perfectly with the roles that they like appear to be in. So you've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 different characters from the world of sports in this movie. 10 acts, and I want to give you the script, the dialogue, all of it here today on the Take It Easy podcast as this amazing gag comes full circle with the original movie, like a la Karate Kid style movie. Cliche Disney movie with Justin Herbert and Zach Wilson as the main characters. I'm so damn excited to make this and I'm so excited to read it like a script. So I'm super excited to do this like audiobook style 
here on the Take It Easy podcast. Support for the Take It Easy podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and today we have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code TIE, that's T-I-E, at manscaped.com. Manscaped hooked me up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, including the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIE, T-I-E, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code TIE. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Act one. Let's introduce the main characters to our movie here today. Of course, our protagonist is Justin Herbert, the high school darling, cute kid who, you know, everyone loves him and he's loved, he loves everyone and everyone loves him. Uh, generally a well-liked guy, just kind of goes about his day. Not the most popular kid at school, but you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who could say a bad thing about old Justin Herbert. And his best friend is another Justin, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the character who, you know, he just, he's a little meek, a little more shy, a little less courageous than Justin. It's why he, you know, is best friends with Justin ever since middle school, or I guess we could say elementary school. That moves the plot a lot better. Best friends since elementary school, a little more meek, but generally well-liked by people. And then you've got the background character, which Austin Eckler feels just like a background friend at this school, who's just like walks by in the hallway, gives Justin Herbert a high five kind of thing in the cliche Disney style movie where we're all friends here. Everyone at this school loves each other for some reason, even though that's not how the dynamics of school work. So Justin Fields is the best friend. And then we have Zach Wilson, the antagonist, the two-time regional dance champion, little smug, little mean, likes to lash out against kids, uh, likes to assert his authority as like just a bigger and better than everyone else kind of guy. And Zach Wilson's got a squad himself. And Zach Wilson's right-hand man would be none other than Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is the right-hand man to the bully Zach Wilson. He's the guy who, if you need something done, you call on Christian and he can take care of things for Zach Wilson. And they've got their muscle in the group. They've got some muscle guys who, the two brothers, Josh Allen and Grayson Allen. There's a reason I chose those two specifically, but they've got the muscle in the group with Zach Wilson and McCaffrey as the right-hand man and the Allen brothers, Josh Allen, quarterback of the Bills and Grayson Allen former Duke player, universally hated guy on the other side of the fence. So this brings us to act two. 
where after introducing all the characters and going through the plot of like, this is our high school and here is where we go to school or like, here's where we live, here's where our school is, et cetera, et cetera. Now we get into act two where the play or where the movie actually starts to take shape because Justin and Justin are in Mr. Trubisky's social study class and then the bell rings and as they start moving along the class, Wilson and his squad down the hall are bullying little kids, little nerdy kids, Scotty Miller, and Rodrigo Blankenship. Blankenship is being held back by the two Allen brothers while Zach Wilson torments Scotty Miller by pushing him up against a locker in a cliche high school fight kind of way. And Rodrigo Blankenship is trying to tell them to stop, but he does it in his Rodrigo Blankenship voice that makes everyone laugh at him because it's high school and high school can be mean according to the movies and everyone just thinks that you're dumb and Scotty Miller is getting pushed up against a wall by Rodrigo, or against a locker by, Rodri by Zach Wilson. And Herbert and Fields see this and all of a sudden, Herbert is ready to spring into action, and as he starts to hand Justin his backpack, Justin Fields, I could have picked that differently, but I did need those names. Justin Fields looks to him like he's a crazy person, and that Herbert should not be doing this. We should just stay in our lane. It's the best way to not cross Zach Wilson, but Herbert has made up his mind that he is going to help the scrawny kids that are being wronged by Zach Wilson. He won't stand for this anymore because Justin Herbert stands for good morals. And Herbert d dives right into the scrum and he starts yelling at Zach Wilson and pushes him away, which then leads to his right arm being restrained by McCaffrey. And Grayson Allen lets go of Rodrigo Blankenship and restrains his left arm and Josh Allen grabs him and pulls him back to restrain his body and legs and, well, I guess kind of neck area altogether. And when Rodrigo gets released by the Allen brothers, him and Scotty get up and run away before Wilson can regain his thoughts and try to do anything. But now Wilson's fury has turned to Justin Herbert. And Wilson circles around Justin, and he tells him, Oh boy, you are a dead man. You have crossed the wrong person. You have wronged Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson is going to take out his revenge on Justin Herbert. And Justin can be seen struggling and trying to break free from the grasp. But it's no use, because the muscle has his body parts all down to the ground. And now there's a crowd circling around this. And in that moment where the crowd is circling, storming down the hallway can be heard the pitter-patter of footsteps and the booming voice of authority that is Principal Adrian Peterson and Vice Principal Mac Jones marching their way down the hall, which leads to Alan Allen and McCaffrey letting go of Justin Herbert and Herbert crumbling to the ground, trying to catch his breath. And Peterson and Jones get everyone moving. And as Mac Jones pushes everyone across the hallway, Adrian Peterson directs his ire towards Wilson 
and to Herbert, not knowing that if there's anyone else in the event, but they lay the law down. And so Wilson and his squad let go of Justin Herbert, but not before making Justin painfully aware that this is not over. Act three. After school that day, Herbert is leaving the school and walking his way home when as he walks out the back door of the high school, all of a sudden, there's McCaffrey. And sitting at the bottom of the steps are the Allen brothers. And McCaffrey tells Justin, we told you, you're a dead man. And Justin starts backing up, telling Christian, look, this is all a big misunderstanding, you see? And then Justin, he's like, why don't we just, and then as he says just, Herbert swings his backpack, knocks McCaffrey in the face, and takes off swinging the backpack back around his face. The Allen brothers start chasing after him. McCaffrey recovers fast enough and continues to speed up to Herbert, but Allen and Allen and McCaffrey are faster than Justin Herbert. And so Herbert, trying to dive around the corner, gets caught by Josh Allen and caught by Grayson Allen and caught by Christian McCaffrey. But instead of taking care of him now, they call Zach Wilson and tell Zach, we've got your man. Meet us down the street by the old pizzeria, which is where they meet up and where Zach Wilson, having Justin tied up and restrained by the goons, Allen and Allen, starts making talk with him. You really think that you can cross me and get away with it? Herbert sits there in silence, pleading the fifth without saying a word. Wilson is getting ready to hit him, but he chooses not to. Because somewhere deep down in Zach Wilson, he's got a little ounce of respect for Justin Herbert. But right in that moment, Christian McCaffrey punches Zach, Justin Herbert across the face, but it pans off camera so that in this PG movie, you can't actually see the punch happening because PG movies do not condone violence. And that's why Justin Herbert tells him, you think you're a hotshot just because you could think you can dance? You think that all of a sudden you've got a right to be better than everyone? To which Zach Wilson angrily Stabs back. I am better than everyone. I am the king at this school. I am the two-time regional dance champion. I am the one who's going to be something great. Everyone hopes that one day they can accomplish something, yet I already have. Prove it, Justin says. Prove that you can beat me in a dance competition. Let's show this big, bad school all that you've accomplished, huh? Being challenged like this is the new thought to Wilson. And so Zach, 
accepts. He gives him an ultimatum, Friday afternoon. By then, we will have a dance-off. They release Herbert and walk away as Herbert, eye blackened with makeup, sits down on his hands and knees, realizing that he may have just saved himself from the beating by a Christian McCaffrey, but he may not have saved himself from the embarrassment of the whole school watching him fall at the hands of Zach Wilson, or make it something that will never, ever be forgotten. And Herbert is feeling the pressure. Act 4. I got a call from school today, and they said that you were in a bit of an altercation. Yeah, Dad. Well... Well, these two kids, they, they were being bullied by Wilson and his goons. And I stepped in, and I may have hit Wilson, I'm not even sure, but they released the two kids, and then that's enough, Justin. His father, Eli Manning, is not much of a fighter. He doesn't quite understand kids these days at the ripe age of 40 years old. Yes, a young parent, but Eli Manning doesn't necessarily get the idea that Justin is the hero in this story. All he hears is Justin turning towards a violent outburst. And that meekness, similar to Justin Fields in that way, that meekness that surrounds Herbert may be part of the reason that he rebels in the way that he does and why partially why he attracts to Fields in the way that he does. But Eli doesn't want to hear any of it. Justin, don't start picking fights. Look, Dad, I'm doing... You were wrong. You are a good boy and you have good intentions. But there's just too much at stake to be crossing the wrong types of people. Justin gets upset in this moment. I don't think you understand, Dad. Oh, I understand. Do you, though? The silence is palpable across the room. Eli does not want to entertain this idea from Justin. After much time passes, Justin asks him, You know, Uncle Nick used to say that you were wild and crazy once. That when you were my age, you used to do all kinds of crazy stuff. You used to get in fights, ride motorbikes, skateboard. And then I grew up, Eli said. Your uncle Nick, Nick Foles to be exact, he never grew up. And that's the reason that uncle Nick got killed. Act five. The next day after school, 
Justin Fields and Justin Herbert are hanging out with their older friends at their dad's garage. The Tua, Tagovailoa, and Panay Sewell brothers in this event. Smaller Tua, big Panay Sewell. The two brothers are working in their dad's garage. Tua, one year removed from high school, and Sewell, two years removed from high school, work full-time at their dad's garage. Well, both their parents, to be honest. Both their parents' garage. And they're bantering with Herbert and Fields over what he's going on. Man, you've got yourself in some trouble, Sewell says. It was either this or get my head caved in, guys. I feel like this is the best way to go about it. Tua chimes in from underneath the car. Yeah, take a nice little beating in private or get beat in front of the entire school. But guys, what if I beat Wilson? Sewell chimes in. You don't have a lick of dancing experience, my man. You gots to train. You gotta take this seriously. Herbert, I have no idea where to start with this. I don't have any connections to dance. I don't know anybody. I don't know any coaches. I don't know if any coaches would take me for a week. Well, I can't give you a coach, but there is one person who could definitely help you, said Tua. And Tua rolls out from underneath the car. You know, when I was the summer after graduating high school, I was in this mentorship program and this guy, he's very similar to me, came through and, well, he's the guy that you're probably looking for. If you can find this guy, then all of a sudden, I think you've got a chance here. And to be honest, he kind of owes me one. Well, I owe him one, but it should work out well for you. Sewell shakes his head at his younger brother, knowing that his younger brother may be playing Justin a little bit. The Tua and Sewell garage ends up closing up for the night, and when Justin Herbert and Justin Fields and the Tua and Sewell brothers go their separate ways, Herbert decides that they're not done for the evening, that they are going to find this guy, this magical dancer, and see if he'd be willing to train him. Act six. They come upon an old abandoned warehouse. A warehouse probably the size of a small barn. And when they walk into the barn, Herbert and Justin Fields see a man back turned to them working at his desk, a single light from a lamp lighting the entire room. Are you Ryan? Ryan Fitzpatrick turns around. I am Fitzmagic. My name is Justin. And I need you, I need your help. I need to learn how to dance in three days so that I can 
defeat Zach Wilson. Kid, you know I'm out of the game, right? Haven't danced in 15 years. Fitzmagic barely exists anymore. The magic has almost died out. Well, why did the Fitzmagic die out? The Fitzmagic died out because all of a sudden the magic worked in two ways. See, when I was young, the Fitzmagic was all about taking the floor. And when things seemed totally improbable, the Fitzmagic would come into play and it would help me win and win a lot. We would clench victory from the jaws of defeat. But then after a while, we would take victories and swipe it. We would take defeat from the jaws of victory. We would lose improbably when we had the lead. Fitz magic works both ways, kid. It can it's a gift and a curse. It can grant you the most improbable memories that people will remember for decades and decades, but also it saps you of any chance to be great because the magic can take those seemingly easy victories and magically make them failures. Are you afraid to fail? Herbert says. What makes you say that? Well, it seems that the only thing the magic does to you is make you fail more often. But everyone fails. I'm about to go dance in front of the entire school with no dance experience against the two-time regional dance champion. Heck, I am anticipating failure. That's why I came here. I need some of that fits magic. I need to be able to clench victory from the jaws of defeat. Do you think, do you think you could train me? After much convincing, Fitzmagic comes around. And this leads to a Patrick Swayze slash Karate Kid style training montage involving balancing on a cliche Patrick Swayze and Karate Kid style training montage with balancing on giant logs and footwork exercises and ballet tips and practicing toe tapping and all kinds of cliche stuff to learn how to dance. And for every night, for three nights, they practice. Wednesday, Thursday, into Friday morning. Act seven. After the final training exercise on Thursday, Fitzmagic, Justin Herbert, and Justin Fields, Fields of which did not learn the training. He was more of the moral support guy, the assistant who would toss a ball to Justin while he was on his tippy toes, or try and keep Justin from falling off 
when he was trying to balance on the logs in the cliche training montage. They go to scout out Zach at a competition he has on a Thursday afternoon, and they see Wilson vanquish Sam Darnold in the competition. That Wilson just utterly dominates, and it gives a chill up Herbert and Fields' spine. The next night, Justin tells his dad about the dance-off. That it's this Friday and that he's been training and that he thinks he can vanquish Zach Wilson and Eli is more quiet. See, it doesn't make sense why he would be so opposed to a dance contest as a pair compared to, say, a karate competition. But father Eli Manning in the cliche movie style of, in the cliche karate kid movie template is very quiet, disappointed, and scared. He says very little. Justin goes to sleep sometime later in the night. After lying awake for a while thinking about what the hell he was about to embark on. Act 8. The final school bell rings in Mr. Tannehill's math class. The last class of the day on Friday. The whole school floods to the local dancing gym across the street from the high school. Justin walks in and he has Fitzmagic. He has Justin Fields. He's got Tua and he's got Sewell in his corner. Who closed up the shop for the day just to make sure that they could be there for the competition. They all walk into the gym where they see thousands and thousands of people lining the bleachers. They see Zach and McCaffrey and the Allen brothers across the way. Justin has a wash of nerves come over him. But then Fitz turns him around and says, look, Justin. You've got everything you need to win this competition. Now the magic is on your side. And in that moment, Justin perks up. And just as that happens, we move to Act 9. Where we introduce the commentators. Patrick Mahomes, the PA announcer for this event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Here are our judges for today's competition. Judge number one, Sean McVay. Judge number two, Daniel Jones. Judge number three, Chase Claypool. Judge number four, Gardner Minshew. And judge number five, Tredavious White, Buffalo Bills cornerback. Herbert and Wilson both step up on the floor, and in walks a referee in a black suit. Well, I guess a referee's outfit. And the referee for this matchup is Matt Ryan, who's just here looking for a good, clean match. And he makes that very clear off the bat. Look, gentlemen, we just want a good, clean match here today. In a perfect Matt Ryan monotone voice. Round one commends, and Justin slays it. First person to go, 
absolutely nails it. Scores a 48. Zach goes in and starts his first dance. This is his least, his least, I guess, big of the three dances. As I guess you could say it was for Justin, but then the final scores come in. A 10, a 9, a 9, a 10. And Tredavious White gives a 9. That's a 47. And Justin wins the first round out of three. And everyone is going berserk. And Fitzmagic gives him a big fist pump. And Justin Fields throws both hands in the air in celebration. And Tua and Sewell clap, but show less emotion than the other two who are getting pretty pumped. But they show even more emotion thus than Fitzmagic, who just gives him a fist pump with no smile, no nothing, knowing that the job is not yet done. But this is the moment where things change, because after Zach scores a 49 on his second dance, Herbert knows that if he slays a perfect dance, the competition is over. But now, with that fear in mind, the Allen brothers and McCaffrey start to sabotage. They've set up two different traps all throughout the building. The first of which leads to Grace and Allen sneaking down below the deck of the, da- of the gym and momentarily flickering the lights in the arena. And that quick flicker of lights for about a half second is enough to distract Justin's movement. He makes a wrong step. He starts getting in his own head. Justin scores a 45 after the sabotage of his mental game. Zach wins round two, which sets up a head-to-head tiebreaker for all the marbles. Act 10. Justin walks back to the corner. Fitz looks at him and says, Justin, you're doing great out there. You've made it to the final round. You get one chance head-to-head and win everything. This is your time. You got this. You know how to win it. We've practiced this. We've done the three dances. Go for the gold. Justin turns around. The lights dim. Justin closes his eyes. When he reopens, he looks to the crowd. And sitting in the middle of the bleachers, on the far right end of the gym, he sees his dad, Eli. He sees Eli sitting in the crowd, smiling, nervous, but smiling. And that sight gives Justin a newfound confidence, a newfound belief that, you know what? Maybe I can do this. He gives a thumbs up when he realizes Justin is making eye contact. 
Justin recloses his eyes, recenters his focus on Wilson, and the music starts. Justin starts slaying Zach, and Zach's dance moves seem without passion, without any kind of movement. It just seems like a robot going through the motions. Zach's dad, Tom Brady, has always spoiled him. He's always made him practice more and more and more. Aggressively compulsive over Zach's dancing moves. Zach has done this dance hundreds of times. There's no flair. There's no passion. Zach has done this dance. He has mastered it. But there's no passion going into it. Brady has just nailed the repetition in. But Zach is like a robot. And robots are not the best dancers. Brady is sitting over there feeling nervous. While Justin swings his hips and flails his arms and taps his toes and makes everyone stand up and stare to him. Zach starts looking over to the side, looking for his guys to bail him out. And the second way they've set it up is they've set up some buckets to potentially slide some liquid across the floor, break up Justin's footwork, have him fall, and have Zach declared the winner. But as they walk over to the buckets, the Allen brothers notice Zach's little pleas. And they walk over to grab the buckets, and in that moment, Tua and Sewell stand over the Allen brothers. And as the Allen brothers try to push through, Sewell, in that offensive lineman stance, picks up Josh Allen and drives him backwards. In the shock, Grayson freezes, and Tua grabs him and tackles him backwards. There's a scrum on the floor between the two as they get blocked and tackled by the Tua and Sewell brothers. McCaffrey sees his opportunity here once the Allen brothers have failed. He leaves, Zach McCaffrey leaves Zach Wilson's corner, runs over towards Justin's and heads for the buckets. As McCaffrey reaches down to grab a bucket of liquid, of oil, or whatever it may be, the mysterious liquid that will cause Justin to slip. In that very moment, Justin Fields has his character development. The meek kid, the quiet kid who didn't want to fight, who didn't want to learn to dance, who just wanted to be the emotional support guy, gains the confidence, and he starts running over towards McCaffrey. As McCaffrey bends over, Justin Fields lunges onto McCaffrey's back. He's smaller than McCaffrey. He's not as strong as McCaffrey, but he starts piggybacking McCaffrey, and he doesn't let go. McCaffrey tries to stand up, but it's no use. He starts falling backwards. Fields pulls McCaffrey to the ground. They both hit the ground in a, fu- in a scrum far away from the competition. Everyone looks to see this going on. And Justin looks to Zach 
And Zach looks back with a concerned look on his face. And in that very moment, Justin has gained exuberant confidence. Because he knows Zach doesn't think he can beat him straight up. Justin looks to Zach and realizes as his friends take down his goons that ended up beating him up earlier. When he realizes that his squad will be there to back him up instead of him having to fight all his own battles. As he sees Zach try to sabotage him to win the competition. Justin realizes that he's got this. And he's got everything over Zach Wilson. Under immense pressure, Zach stumbles backwards on a move, trips on his own foot, and his butt hits the ground. A quick gasp is let out throughout the building. The dance continues, but the crowd is erupting. And just as the song ends, Justin hits Fitz's legendary move that he couldn't master in practice. A double spin with a flip, landing on two feet and extending one backwards. Could never dare try it in practice, but in this very moment, he's gonna nail Fitzmagic's magical move. And when he nails it, as the song ends, before he could even think about it, everyone rushes in the ring. Tua and Sewell lift Herbert to the sky. Fitz smiles and claps. Eli Manning from the crowd gives two fists to the air in celebration of Justin. Justin's being carried out by Tua and Sewell, and Justin Fields is standing there celebrating. And Fitzmagic continuing to clap and smile, turns his back to the celebration and walks out of the building. And Herbert being carried down from the dance floor smiles, grin from ear to ear as his friends lift him up and he realizes that he has just vanquished the bully, Zach Wilson. And scene. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping into the Take It Easy podcast. We release episodes every single day, Monday through Friday. Please follow on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcast. Leave those five-star ratings. Download those episodes. It is all amazingly appreciated. Thank you, everybody. And take it easy. This was better than anything I could have imagined. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.